0: Lewis and Clark History Stories Collection The purchase of the Louisiana Territory by Jefferson opened up a great new field for settlers. It was necessary to know something about the new territory. It was a vast, unexplored country stretching from the Mississippi River to the Rockies. The Pacific shore had already been visited by explorers. Boston merchants had sent Captain Robert Gray to the Pacific Coast to buy furs of the Indians. He did not try to find an overland route, but sailed around South America and up the coast to Vancouver Island, where he obtained a rich cargo of furs. He then made his way across the Pacific to China and came back to Boston by way of the Cape of Good Hope, the first American to carry the stars and stripes around the world. On a second voyage to the same region, in the good ship Columbia, Gray discovered the mouth of the great river, seventeen hundred ninety-two. Up this river he went for nearly thirty miles, probably the first white man to sail upon its waters. Captain Gray named the river the Columbia after his vessel. The Indians had called it the Oregon. The next important step in finding a route to the Oregon Country was the great expedition undertaken while Thomas Jefferson was yet president. Lewis and Clark were two young men chosen by Jefferson to explore the region known as the Louisiana Purchase and to make their way across the Rocky Mountains to the Oregon Country and to the Pacific. They chose forty-two men to go with them, some as soldiers, others as servants, and still others as hunters. From the little French village of St. Louis, they began their adventurous journey in boats in the spring of 1804. Up the Missouri River, they slowly made their way against the current of the muddy, rushing stream. At one time, it was so swift that they could not force boats against it. and and at another time the brushwood that came down the river broke their oars. Near where the city of Council Bluffs now stands, Lewis and Clark held a great meeting with the Indians. They told the Indians that the people of the United States and not the people of France were now the owners of this great land. Together they smoked the pipe of peace and the Indians promised to be friendly. On they went till the region near the Black Hills was reached. It was the fall of the year, and the trees were bright with color, and the wild ducks and geese in large numbers were seeing going southward, The company spent the winter on an island 1,600 miles from St. Louis. The men built rude homes and fortified them. The Indians were friendly, and the explorers spent many evenings around the wigwam fairs listening to stories of the country the Indians had to tell them. In the spring they bade the Indians goodbye passed the mouth of the Yellowstone and traveled on till the Rocky Mountains with their long rows of snow-covered peaks came into view. On the thirteenth day of June they beheld wonderful pictures of the falls of the Missouri. The water tore through a vast gorge a dozen miles or more in length. On they went until their boats could go no farther. They had reached rough and rugged hills and mountains. They climbed the heights as best they could. From now on on the suffering was very great indeed one day captain lewis went ahead with three men to find indian guides for the party they climbed higher and higher until finally they came to a place where the missouri river takes its rise they went on and at last came to the western slope of the mountains down which flowed a stream toward the pacific ocean finally captain lewis came upon a company of indian women who could not get away they all bowed their heads as if expecting to be killed They led the white men to a band of Indians who received them with all the signs of kindness they could show. Now they all turned back to find Clark and his party. When they reached Clark, the Indians smoked the Pipe of Peace, and Lewis and Clark told the Indians why the United States had sent them out. They were the first white men these Indians had ever seen. They looked the men over carefully and took a deep interest in their clothing, their food, and in their guns. The mountains were now rough and barren, and the streams ran through deep gorges. The explorers took an old Indian guide and crossed the Bitterroot Mountains into a valley of the same name. They followed an Indian trail over the mountains and again and into the clear water. They suffered for want of food and on account of the cold. When they reached a tribe of the, the home of the salmon, a fish found in astonishing numbers. The men had never seen so many fish before. The number of Indians increased as they went toward the Pacific. Finally, the party of explorers passed through the Cascade Mountains and were once more on the smooth current of the Columbia. They soon beheld the blue waters of the Pacific. During their five months' stay on the Pacific, Captain Clark made a map of the region they had gone through. They repaired their guns and made cloths of the skins clothes of the skins of elk and of other game. The Indians told them of a shorter route to the falls of the Missouri, and Captain Lewis and nine men went by this route while Captain Clark and others retraced the old route. They saw nothing of each other for two months, when they all met again in August on the banks of the Missouri. They reached St. Louis, September 23, 1806. The people of the United States were glad to hear of the safe return of the exploring party, for they had long thought the men were dead. Both President Jefferson and Congress put great value upon the useful information that the expedition gathered. Congress rewarded everyone connected with the expedition. Each man was granted double pay for the time he spent and was given 300 acres of land. To Captain Lewis was given 1,500 acres, and to Captain Clark, a 1,000 acres. Lewis was appointed first governor of Louisiana Territory, and Clark was made the governor of Missouri Territory. Soon after this expedition, the fur traders pushed their way across the Rocky Mountains from St. Louis to the Pacific. They found the Gateway of the Rockies, called the South Pass, which opened the way to the Oregon country, 1824. After the fur traders came, to the missionary Nathaniel with a New Englander who led a party to the Columbia and established a post, 1832. Five missionaries followed him and began to work among the Indians. Very soon, Parker and Whitman went out to the Nez say Indians who came over the mountains to meet them near the headwaters of the Green River. Parker returned with the Indians and visited Walla Walla, Vancouver, and the Spokane and Colville regions. Whitman returned east, was married, and found a missionary. Spotting and his wife and the party went out to the Oregon country to work among the Indians. During this time, fur traders from Canada and Great Britain were occupying the Oregon country as far as the Columbia River. The United States and Great Britain made a treaty by which they agreed to occupy the country together. This treaty lasted till settlers from the United States made it necessary to have a new treaty. In 1846, a new treaty was made and the present northern boundary was established. Nez Perce pierced nose Indians they ate so much they were all ill in five log boats which they had dug out of trees they glided down the clear water to where it meets the snake river they camped near the spot where now stands the present town of Lewiston Idaho then they embarked on the snake river and floated down to where it joins the mighty Columbia They were among the Indians again who had plenty of dried fish for here